in the house of the Lord. The plan of the enemy from the beginning of the year is to take you out. But here you are, still standing in the presence of God. I just want you to lift up your hands this morning. And I want you to help me give thanks to this God Almighty. The giver of life. The sustainer of life. The one that says a thing and brings it to pass. The president of all presidents. The uncreated creator. Ha! Father, we bless you. We honor you this morning. Father, you are the only one that has the power to kill and to make alive. But you have chosen to keep us alive this morning. So, Father, we give you praise. We give you all the adoration. We magnify you. My Lord, we exalt you. My Lord, we magnify you. There is no God like you. There is no word. I don't have any word to tell you this morning how grateful we are. The only thing we can say is, Papa, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. And we adore you. What a mighty God we are. What a mighty God we serve. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. The word that the Lord has for us today is a word that I do hope and pray that none of you will remain the same when you live here. And it's a word that takes away the cover of the enemy. And I pray, even while I was preparing this word, my husband is not here to testify. Even the topic that I'm about to give, an embargo was even placed on that. To show that we are not, let me tell you, we're in a spiritual war zone. But one thing I know that I constantly hold on to is that victory has been given to us in Jesus. The mistake that the enemy made, Jesus wouldn't have been born, but he was born. He would have gone to the cross. He went. He wouldn't have died. The enemy did not know. He died. And he rose again. Hallelujah. And God has given us that power. And to triumph over anything that will come our way. Amen. Before I go into the message this morning, I just want to encourage the heart of somebody. We have 10 more days for this year to be over. I don't want you to give up yet. Because I strongly believe that 10 days... Is enough for God to give a family a miracle. Ten more days. That day is more than enough for God to rewrite the story of a family. That ten days is more than enough time for God Almighty to bring to bed that which he has deposited into the womb of 2014. So don't give up. Don't give in. If UPS... FedEx, DHL, if they can deliver your gift 24 hours. Hey! hey. Hallelujah! Hey. If DHL and FedEx have the ability to make sure you get your gifts and your presents before Christmas, God is more than able to give to you, to deliver to you that which he has for you in 2014. If that family is your family, just wave your hand and shout Hallelujah! Glory be to God Almighty. I pray for somebody here today that your expectation for this year shall not be cut off in the mighty name of Jesus. End of year tragedy will not be your portion. End of year calamity will be far away from you. End of year accident will not visit your family. I declare into the life of somebody this morning. I say it is well with you. It is well with your children. It is well with your spouse. It is well with your business. It is well with everything that connected to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. It is well. To the glory of God Almighty. Hallelujah. Eternal Father, I want to really thank you. I bless you this morning. Father, I stand before your people. Honestly, as I search myself, I have no word to say. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will speak through me. Use me as a vessel to turn the life of somebody around today. Father, my prayer is that no man, no woman, no boy, no girl will live here the same way that they have come in. Lord, give them a miracle. Give them a testimony. Give them a song. Give them a dance. Give them a clap. A clap of praise to you, O oh God. Turn their life around. Their life will never be the same. Father, we bless you. 
Lord, we honor you. For in Jesus' precious name we have praise. Somebody help me shout amen. amen. Today, the Lord will have me speak to us about a topic that is titled, Evil Embargo Must Be Lifted. Evil Embargo Must Be What? I, I, I can't hear you. I say, Evil Embargo Must Be What? Before we go for that little bit, I just want those people putting out the scripture for me. I just want us to read like three scriptures and we will go from there. Is that okay? Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 to 14. Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 to, from 13 to 14. If you had to just quickly put it there for us. Galatians 3, 13 to 14. Hallelujah. If you are there, say praise the Lord. I want you to take a Bible if it's not there. Okay. This is what the scripture says. It said, Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the cost of the law. You are free and you are redeemed from the cost of the law. Let me hear a louder amen. amen. I say to you in this house all the time, an amen is not what will make Mary happy. An amen is accepting a divine verdict like this into your life. That is what an amen is. It's a Christ purchased our freedom. So what God has already paid for, any circumstances and situation I want to demand payment from is a thief and it must be lifted out. Christ purchased our freedom, redeeming us from the cause that is from the doom of the Lord and his condemnation by himself becoming a cause for us. For it is written in the scripture, cause is everyone who hangs on the tree who is crucified. Hallelujah. Hold on to that scripture. And the second scripture is Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Please, quick, we have a lot to cover today. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 14. Hallelujah. He said, having counseled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note with its legal degrees and the mind, which was enforced and stood against us, Anything that has been written over your head has been cancelled by the blood of Jesus. I did not say it. The scripture says it and that says it. With his legal degrees and demand which was enforced and stood against us. He stood against us. He was hostile to us. This note with his regulation, degrees and demand, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to the cross. Whatever Jesus has cleared out of your way that is still operating in your life shall be lifted in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I say it shall be lifted in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Go to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, I believe. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 18. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 18. Hallelujah. Okay, I think it's first. Go to first. First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18. 218. 218. Quickly. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 2, verse number 18. Thank you, Father. Okay, you know what? I'm going to read it from the... Okay, thank you, Jesus. Look at what Apostle Paul says. This is Apostle Paul speaking. He said, it was our will to come to you. I mean that I, Paul, again and again, I wanted to come, but Satan hindered us. Whatever the enemy has hindered from you to get in this 2014 shall be lifted in the name of Jesus. I said it shall be lifted in the name of Jesus. Evil embargo must be lifted. Please, I want you to give heaven attention. For the world that is about to come to you today. So that he can give you direction on how to end this year well. And how to move into 2014. Give heaven on your undivided attention. Because what you miss 
what you refuse to handle, what you refuse to settle, this year will settle you. What you refuse to take care of and neglect to take care of, will take care of you. I pray that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. After today, every embargo must be lifted out of your life. Hallelujah! What is an embargo? Hear me. An embargo is a limitation that is placed on somebody or something or an environment that will prevent you from getting to that place where God has already died for. An embargo is a limitation. It's an hindrance. Christ died on the cross and everything that he, did, he provided for us was there. Is settled in heaven forever. And for you to partake from it, you have to have faith to receive from it. And the enemy is aware. He will do everything that he can to stop you from getting there. An embargo is a restraint. Have you ever heard of a restraining order? A restraining order that is given and says, stay 20 feet, feet away from so and so person. The order is there. To keep you from getting to that place where God has assigned for you to get to. An embargo is to deny you what God has provided for you. An embargo is something put in place to deny you from possessing your possession. That is what Obedia 1 verse 7 says. Upon Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob must possess their possessions. I speak it to somebody today. Whatever the enemy has hindered you from getting, you are living here today with it in the name of Jesus. And it shall manifest in your life. Because this is your Mount Zion. And if the Bible says so, that settles it. Am I speaking to somebody today? is to restrict you. You are trying to move forward. You are trying to do something. You can sense it in the spiritual. There's something that is restricting you. That restriction shall be taken out of your life today. And God will catapult you to your destiny in the name of Jesus. He will catapult you to that place where he is assigned for you to get to. Am I speaking to somebody today? There are two things you must do. For that embargo to be lifted, we have a lot of things to cover. I'm going to be quick and fast. For an embargo to be lifted out of your life, my sisters and my brothers, you have to make a decision that you reject it. I cannot reject it for you. You might talk to somebody about a problem, about a situation. They might decide to pray. If you are not willing to say this, is, this thing is enough, it will still be there. You need to make that decision. That decision must come from you. To say enough is enough. Jesus paid for this Satan wrong address back to sender in the name of Jesus. Am I speaking to somebody today? You, may make, you must make that decision. In Matthew 16 verse 17, 18, Jesus said, Behold, the keys to the kingdom has been given unto you. And he said, whatever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose... He did not say heaven will lose it for you. You have to do the binding and the losing. He said you can say to this mountain, which mountain is in your life this morning? Are you waiting for a man to come and move it for you? Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, he said, behold, I saw Satan fall like lightning. That Satan that is terrorizing you with his ugly face, he has fallen. He knows that he has fallen. But he wants to know if you yourself know his position. He said, behold, I have given you power over the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by no means hurt you. I said this before and I'm saying it again. There is a power inside of you. It is called PhD. Higher. Power higher than the devil. Power higher than demon is inside of you. What are you doing with it? Jesus said you can say to this mountain, be removed. You have to open up your mouth and say to that mountain, be cast out. And if you don't doubt it in your heart, it will happen. I was talking to a woman about a couple of months ago. 
This woman has a 14 years old son. Sent him to New York to visit with one of their aunties during Christmas. It happened last Christmas. Healthy boy, intelligent, smart boy. Let me tell you, people of God, every day don't forget to put your hand on your children and pray for them. Oh. There are some things in them that you yourself cannot see. Ha, the devil can see them. You have to put your hand and pray for them. This little boy went to New York. About two, three days later, they called her and they told her, your son is in the hospital. Ah, my son is in the hospital. What happened? This boy just went crazy for no reason. Destroying everything in the house. Breaking down everything. And this woman said to me, he said, look, Pastor Mary, if the Bible says that it is finished on the cross, how can we still go through some certain things in life? This is reality. How come do we say, I said, you know what? You don't have to go through those things. I told her, I said, if I go to a, a boutique and I bought you a dress of about $200 and I give you the receipt, I said, you know what? Go take that dress. Maybe two, three days. Anytime you have time, go take that dress. And you get to the boutique and the person there says, oh, you have to pay $200. What I've already paid. What are you going to do? She's an African-American. She said, hell no. I said, you know what? Give that attitude to Satan. Stand in your place of authority and said, hell no. Pastor Goodness said something this morning as we move forward. He said, me, some people say, oh, I will carry my cross. Jesus said, carry my cross and follow me. He's not talking about the cross of affliction because he took care of that more than 2,000 years ago. He's not talking about poverty because he took care of that more than 2,000 years ago. And I told her, I said, you don't have to tolerate that. You don't have to settle with that. You don't have to make excuses for the devil. I told her, I said, you know what? As a believer, let me tell you this and hear this very well. I don't know what you'll be hearing, but I'm telling you this. As a believer, the battles has been won for you. The war has been won, but the fight still continues. Oh. The fight still continues. Ephesians 6 verse 11, the scripture says, this is Apostle Paul, Ephesians 6 11, please quickly put it for me because I want us to see it as we proceed. Whatever Jesus died for, you will not pay for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ephesians 6 Verse 11. The Bible says, go to verse 10, real quick. I want us to say this. It says, finally, Jesus has died for you. Everything is settled. Finally, this is the finality of it. My brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You have to be strong in Christ that has given you the victory and in the power of what? His might. Verse 11. Put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. All that translation says, the scheme of the devil. I will tell you, the wire of the devil. Hallelujah. The scheme of the devil, he's slimy. You have to put on the armor so that you can be able to stand against it. He said, for we wrestle. There is a wrestling going on in the spirit realm. And the good part of it, don't forget, Jesus has empowered you. He did not give you the power to look cute. He gave you the power because there is a spiritual warfare going on. This is the New Testament. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against power, against forces of darkness, against spiritual rulers in heavenly places. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 says, though we walk in the flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. He said the weapons of our warfare, they are not what? They are not carnal, but they are mighty through God in pulling down strongholds and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God in your life. So anything that is contending with what God has done shall be pulled down this morning. I say shall be pulled down. It shall be pulled down. It shall be pulled down in the name of Jesus. You have to open up your eye and see things of the Spirit. 
There are some things that is happening that your eye cannot see. So you have to say, Father, open my eyes. The Bible says that the thief came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He did not come to play party cake, party cake. No. When he comes, he's on a mission. You have to stand up. Thank God that after that scripture, there is a big but. The thief came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But, hallelujah. I may not force his glad for that big but. But Jesus came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. There is a big but. Don't settle in the first part of it. Jesus did not die. I said it before. did not die for us to go through some of the things that we go through. Let's face the reality. He did not die for us to go through some of the things that we are going through right now. But you as a child of God, you need to stand up in your place of power. You need to stand up in your place of authority and begin to declare and decrease some stuff in your life. There was a Swatiran man who knows the power of authority. This authority that God has given to us that we are playing with. He came to Jesus and he said, my servant is sick. Jesus said, let me come and heal that boy. Let me come to your place. The man understands power. He understands authority. He said, Jesus, that's not sickness. You are too big to move your position to come to. Just say the word right where you are and my servant will be made whole. Some of us, we are dragging ourselves into a situation that we are bigger than. Just say the word. The man said, I'm a man under authority. I know what power is. I have men under me. I said to this one, go, and he goes. I said to this one, come, and he comes. I said to this one, do this, and he does it. Just say the word. What are you saying to your situation? What are you commanding? What are you degrading with the power that God has given unto you? There are some embargoes that must be lifted out of your life before you end this year. Because if you don't move it out, they go with you into the next year. And before we know, we start a whole new circle. That will not be our portion. I said that will not be our portion. I said that will not be our portion. In the name of Jesus. I came to show to you today that you are on the winning side. But the question is, do you know you are on the winning side? Or the enemy is showing his ugly face to distract you? There is a woman... 28 years of old. 28 years of old. It was another man of God that gave me this testimony. So it's not my testimony, but I'm going to share with you. He blessed me so much. 28 years. He got married in Nigeria. People came and danced with her. I thank God for Pastor Gunas this morning. Your eyes have to be open. Oh, shine your eyes. Shine them. People danced with her. They did everything they could. She came to America thinking it's everybody that is happy for her. This woman, six months after her marriage, she missed her period. Ah, being married, she was happy. She went to CVS, they bought pregnancy test, they tested it. This woman, she was not pregnant. Ah, what is happening? She waited another month. She did the test, she was not pregnant. She had to go to the doctor. They did everything they could. And now they diagnosed her with early stage of what? Monopause. At the age of 20. Some of us are accepting some stuff that as a child of God, you have to be able to discern that this one is not normal. This one is not ordinarily. For you to stand in your place of authority and begin to declare and decree. Thank God for this woman. She started looking for people of faith that would join with her and pray. This woman, she's, I, I thank God for people. I'm from Massachusetts. I thank God for people from Boston. When they sleep and they lift their leg, hey, they are looking for somebody who will join them in prayer. Especially when they sensed in that spirit. There are some things like Pastor Goodness said, I have a code, that one is ordinarily. But there are some things that is not ordinarily. But you have to know that you have, you are extraordinary. When an extraordinary meet the ordinary, it is the ordinary that we suffer. Am I talking to somebody in the house today? She came to prayer. And she told the man of God, the man of God said, you know what, me, I don't have power. We're going to take it to the Lord. Thank God for some men of God. So what am I saying? She, I thank God for the affinity group. Sign up your name. This woman went to, you know, in Georgia, I've seen somebody, you know, we really have to learn how to open up to one another. Believe me. I've seen somebody in Georgia, something is wrong with her. She's sleeping. And you're asking, oh, what is going on? You could sense in your spirit something is going on. Instead of her to say, I need your prayer. Oh, what? Oh, that's my new work style. 
Because he doesn't want to share with you. Am I talking to somebody today? They begin to pray. And let me tell you, the period that went away for almost 30 years started in the church. Inside the church, they have to look for, the brothers have to back up and the sisters have to look for up and cover her and carry her away. There is, when, the Bible, when, we, when we sing the song, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. It's not just to make you happy and feel happy. There is really power in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that the devil, they tremble on that word. They don't want you to mention that word. When you call Jesus, power is released. To turn any situation around. There is power in the blood. And that blood will set somebody free today. I don't know what you have come in here with. But if your hope is still alive in Jesus. And your faith is still in him. I command every limitation to be lifted out of your life. In the name of Jesus. Receive it, you see it. Don't receive it, you leave it. Am I speaking to somebody today? We are going to look at seven areas where the enemy can place an embargo. You look at it, you pray. Because the Lord is bringing this word to us, like I said before. It's the end of year. End of the year. Will you have to settle your account. There are some little, little, little people around you as we pray this morning that need to pack their load and go. But you have to make a decision. The first embargo that I'm going to talk about is the embargo that is placed on the mind. Embargo on the mind. <laughs> the mind is the battlefield, my sisters and my brothers. The greatest battles of life is fought in the mind. I wish I had a spiritual radar right now. Some of us might be looking so cute. We're all, you know, dressed up. I wish I had a spiritual raid around to see the kind of battle that is going on in the mind of people. It is a reality. Embargo of the mind. It is where a lot of people lost their battles. That will not be your portion as you are hearing the word of God today. As you hear this word, there's a new anointing, a new power that is going to be released into your life. That will spring forth. Power that you never knew that you have. This is where a lot of people lost it. <laughs> Hallelujah. If the devil can stop you in your mind, he can stop your destiny. If he can get you in your mind, he can get you. Somebody that is being, that is being attacked in the mind, what can you do for Jesus? Tell me, what can you do for him? In what outreach church of all nations? Next year, we have an outreach called Operation Make Jesus Famous. And any embargo, any embargo in your mind that will stop you from doing that shall be lifted out of your life in the name of Jesus. There are different embargo of the mind. Number one is called the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear can torment you. If you are being tormented, how can you do that which God has called you to do? The spirit of fear can paralyze you. How can you lift up somebody up and say it's okay when you yourself you are paralyzed? How can you do what God has called you to do? The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of signed mind. Why are you accepting? Why are you accommodating what God has not given to you? It is so sad that we have the tendency of receiving the negative rather than the positive. God has not given you that spirit. Simple. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. There is nobody that is afraid more than Satan. When you resist him, he will flee. Pew, before you know it. But when you when you like making excuses for him, ah, he will say, this one don't know what he need to do. I better make a camp here. Your tent will not be the camp of the enemy in the name of Jesus. The spirit of fear. The next one is the spirit of worry. There are some of us, we worry and worry and worry. I've been used to being in that category. 
Every little thing, you will worry, it's like a radio. You will play it over and over and over and over. And the end of the thing, the day you don't have anything to show for it. Someone once told me that worry is like sitting on the treadmill. Standing on the treadmill. You are walking. You are sweating. Oh, this woman, she's doing a good job. But somebody who went to Atlanta or wherever, come back, you are still there. No progress. It's like sitting on a recliner. You will rock yourself all day long. Your children will go to school. They will come back and they will still meet you there. Ah, mama, you are still here. No progress. Worrying. The Bible says, don't worry about your life. What you will eat, what you will drink, what you will put on. Don't worry about that. If God can take care of the birds in the air, he can take care of you. He can take care of you. I tell you the reason we worry is because we are not trusting this God enough. We are not. God wants that embargo to be lifted out of your life even as this year come to an end because there's a place that he's taking you. There is a destiny that is taking you. Those of you who have the here to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying today. He said don't worry about your life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He said, every other thing shall be added. When you seek first the kingdom of God, you are after the things of the Trinity. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But when you think about yourself, the devil's Trinity will begin to operate in your life. The spirit of me, myself, and I. That is the Trinity of the devil. What if I don't get this job? Hey, what if I fall sick? You are sick. You are where? You are worrying. What if you fall sick? You are sick. What if I die? You will die. What if? Keep on going and going. When will it ever end? It shall end today in the name of Jesus. As the word of God is coming to you today. It shall end. Remember this word of God as you go home and the devil try to show his ugly face again. Say this one has ended. Christ died. He nailed it to the cross. It is over. You have to remind the devil. Sometimes I look at that creature. Either he's stupid or he has a memory loss. That you have to constantly remind him. It happened to Jesus. When Jesus Christ was baptized, the Bible says, heaven was open and the spirit of the Lord descended like a dove. And there was a proclamation upon him. He said, this is my begotten son, him one and best place. What happened? In Matthew chapter 4, the devil come and say, if you are the son of God, turn that bread, stone to become loaf of bread. Jesus said, it is written. Didn't you see it? It is written, mouth shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of his mouth. Another thing, another embargo of the mind is the embargo of discouragement. This is the most expensive one. If you can conquer this, you conquer all. Because if the devil can discourage you, he can direct you. Hmm. You might be going to that place that God has assigned your destiny, your purpose, your plan. If the enemy can just throw one thing to discourage you, he will direct you. A lot of people, because of discouragement, have given up on their ministry. I know a lot of pastors that have given up on ministry. When you are discouraged, you can give up on your career, on your business. When you started, the business was doing well. Oh. All of a sudden, something happened. And that thing that happened is to discourage you. Because the enemy knows that when you take one more step, you are going to your breakthrough. Anytime you feel discouraged, just open up your mouth and say, glory be to God, I'm going to my next level. I'm going to my next level. I'm going to my next level. I cannot be discouraged. Remember that. Because discouragement does not come from the Lord. To wear you down. Look at your business. Nobody is even coming. Ah, look at the church self. Ah, because God is about the windows of heaven. God is about to embarrass you with blessings. Have you ever seen embarrassment? You turn this way, he whip you. You turn the other way, he whip you with blessings. But the enemy does not want you to go there, so he will do everything he can to discourage you. David said to himself, 
Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart sad within me? He said, yet will I praise God again. I double dare somebody in this house today to say I will praise God. I will worship God. In spite of what I am saying right now, I will worship God. Because when you worship God, the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding will continue to guide your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, my peace I live with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. No wonder David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid of? When my enemy come to devour my flesh, when my foes, when they attack me, they will stumble and they will fall. I don't know what is attacking today. Because of the word of God, they will stumble and they will fall. In the name of Jesus. Greater is he that is in you than he that come against you. Today we celebrate the birth of Jesus, whose name is Emmanuel, God with us. And if God is really with you, then tell me who can be against you. You really need to picture this in your mind and accept it. Hallelujah. And accept it. God is the God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or even think of according to the power that is at work in you. My sisters and my brothers, there is a power that is at work in you. It's called the power of the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, every burden will be lifted. Every yoke will be broken because the Holy Ghost is anointed. His power Embark all of the mind. Place your hand upon your forehead, every one of you. Your head is the symbol of your glory. And what the enemy wants to do, he wants to disgrace, he wants to take away your glory. I want you to pray this simple prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, by the resurrection power, Father God, any embargo on my mind, Assigned to limit me. Assigned to stop me from getting to my destiny. Be lifted out. 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 In the name of Jesus. If you believe that, you will see manifestation to the glory of God. I'm going to quit because I want to finish. The second embargo. Is the embargo of your upon your destiny help us? When Pastor Goodness was preaching that this morning, when he was praying about that, I said, Father, you are real. I don't live with Pastor Goodness, he doesn't live with me. But this is what the Lord, this is, is a confirmation. Two is the number of confirmation. Destiny. Embargo upon your destiny help us. In life, my sisters and my brothers, hear me. No matter how educated you are, you cannot fulfill life destiny by yourself. You need people around you to help you. And God has placed those people in position. Jesus, whom through which everything was made in this earth, this planet earth, he could not complete his ministry. He needed disciples. He needed destiny helpers. I will say it again. In this affinity groups coming up in this ministry, sign your name. Be a part of it. You might not know your destiny ever must be in disguise. And you will be able to see them when you sign up. Because sometimes when we meet like this in church, we're rubbing our shoulder against another. We don't know who is sitting next to you. That is why it's good to be nice, so <laughs> it's very good to be nice. The only attitude that we have in life is an attitude of gratitude to God and the attitude of appreciating the people that God has placed around you. Last week, we looked at the story of 2 Kings chapter 5 when a man of God was dissecting the life of Naaman. The Bible says it was Naaman has help. If Naaman's wife was mistreating that girl, ha, Mr. Naaman will die in leprosy. Mr. Neymar, we die with leprosy. 
But because of the attitude of the woman, ah, the guy will say, hmm, Madam, there is one man in Israel, oh, if our God can just go there, he will be healed. Destiny helper in disguise. So please, I encourage you, sign up and be nice. Like Pastor Goodness said, there are two people that you will meet in life. Two, then the other one, he said another one. Two, that he, he emphasized on. There are what we call your destiny helpers, and uh, there are what we call your destiny wasters. Assigned to waste your destiny. Assigned to stop you from getting to where God has assigned for you. And let me tell you, because of the blood of Jesus, your destiny helper will not locate you. Your destiny wasters will not locate you in the name of Jesus. Your path will not cross with your destiny wasters. As long as day does not meet, when day comes, darkness has to give way. So will your destiny waster give way for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your destiny wasters may not even be the problem. God, let me tell you, the devil had to strategy. If he cannot get your destiny wasters to, 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 to attack you, he will place an embargo on your destiny's helpers. He will place an embargo on them. That is why every day, people of God, pray for your destiny helpers. When you pray for them, you are praying for yourself. Pray for them. When God said, I know the plans that I have for you. A good plan, not a plan, not a bad one. A plan for your hope and your future. God has destiny helpers in mind. It's part of God's plans for you. Destiny helpers, they are agents of transformation. Your destiny helpers are agents of elevation and promotion. When you say, hey, I just got to that job. Hey, our boss just promoted me. It was God that placed that person there to promote you. Somebody say, ah, three days for me to get my promotion, I was fired. You need to pray. That is not of God. Your destiny helpers are not to demote you or fire you. They are there to help you. To bring about change in your life. Somebody say, my destiny helpers. You shall locate me. You shall locate me. You shall locate me. You shall locate me. In the name of Jesus. How is embargo placed on your destiny helpers? How? Number one. Thank God for that first prayer you just prayed. Your destiny helper, the enemy can do this in such a way that you will never meet them. When they are there, something will come to your mind. Move away from there. When you are in a particular place where you will meet them, somebody from one corner will just come and aggravate you and annoy you. You will go verse, pack your load and you begin to come out. Am I talking to somebody this morning? He can do it. But I pray again. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. This word is coming to you for a reason and for a purpose. Because the enemy has been exposed. Let me tell you, he has failed and he will continue to fail in the name of Jesus. Another way that an embargo can be placed upon your destiny helpers. He will just carry wahala. Problem upon your destiny helpers. When your destiny helpers, when they are facing their own problem, we don't have time to come and help you. A man of God gave this testimony also. A couple of years ago, he got a visa to come to America. We know this DVD program. He got a visa to come himself, his wife, and his children. The man has no penny in his pocket. One thing is when God make a provision, we give you vision. God bless you, my brother. We give you what? A provision. The man... He has an uncle that promised to help him. He told the uncle about the visa. The uncle was happy. Hey, thank God. Yes, okay, that's, this is a very good thing. I'm going to help you. You know what you're going to do? Come to my house on Monday morning. I will give you the check. Cash it, buy your ticket, buy everything. Take your children. Go to America. That Monday morning, as this man was driving to the street of the man, a lot of people all over. Ah, the man begins, ah, what is going on? As he went closer, he found out that the man's mansion burned down overnight. 
The man was not crying, no. The moment he heard that was the man, he started to pick up crying, begin to cry. He wasn't crying because of the house that was burned. He was crying and said, hey, here goes my American trip. <laughs> Am I talking to somebody in the house today? He was crying. People were crying. The man's children were not crying that much. This man said, when I was rolling on the floor, I know what I was thinking about. But somehow, somewhere, God made the word, the provision is in America today. That an embargo can be placed on your destiny helpers, they can just forget about you. He will tell you, Come to meet me in Nigeria, I have a business proposal for you. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna help you out, you know, give you all kind of promises. As soon as he leaves your sight, he forgets about you. And you are waiting. Ha, this man said he's gonna call me. Where is he? You will even call him, he does not have time to answer you today in the name that is above all names. By the power that raised Christ up from the dead. Your destiny help us. They will not rest until they locate and help you. In the name of Jesus. Look at the story of Joseph. In the book of Genesis chapter 49. Joseph was in prison. He was in prison. A transition to the palace. He needed a destiny helper. Some of us who might be in prison right now, I want to tell you today that the destiny helper will lift you up and place you in the palace in the name of Jesus. But you have to be nice too. This is where the story comes in. Joseph was in prison. Helping, he cared so much about everybody there. He did not say, me, I'm in prison. Sometimes instead of us to open up our eyes, God has deposited something to help somebody. Instead of us to help, we're putting ourselves in front. Ah, if I comfort this one, who will comfort me? In other words, if I comfort, who will not comfort me? Comfort them. I have will release great comfort upon your life. When you take care of God's business, God will pick up your business and take care of it really well. Better than you. Joseph cares so much about everybody in the prison. To the extent that when the baker and the butler had a bad dream, he noticed it. He said, their faces are so sad. What is the problem? Be concerned about people. It's not just about you all the time. I approach every, every demonic trinity out of your life. Be careful. You know, sometimes you're helping people. That's where your help is. That's where your help is. Hallelujah. He was concerned. Ah, what is going on? They opened up and said they had a dream. Two of them said their dream. Or fortunate for one. But one was fortunate. You shall be fortunate in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. He explained the dream. And he said, please. You see this prison that I'm in? I did nothing. Some of us, where we are in, we have nothing to do about it. Oh. But we are there. But God has not forgotten you. He did not forget Joseph in the prison. He will not forget you. He said, when you leave, remember me. What happened? The Bible says that the butler, right, left the prison and forgot all about. This is the man that said, ah, huh, don't worry. When I leave, ah, the first thing I will do, I'm going straight to, to, to Pharaoh. I'm going to tell Pharaoh this. I'm going to tell Pharaoh that. He forgot. It's not his fault. He just what? Forgot. An embargo has been placed in his mind. He forgot. He was busy doing his own stuff. But the Bible made me to understand that God stirred up something in the life of Pharaoh. He stirred up something in the house of Pharaoh that will cause the butler to remember Joseph. God will shake the heart of your destiny helper until they remember you. They will be wondering what is going on. There will be a shaking in their life. And he remember Joseph. We all know the story. Joseph landed in his destiny. Being the second in command in Egypt. You have to understand. He was on a mission. Because a famine is coming in his own home. That he will bring his people. Let me tell you, whatever God do for you, when he release destiny helpers to help you, it's not all about you. Ha! It's not all about you. 
is why sometimes we are praying and we are praying. God is looking at you and saying, this one, this one that cannot even forgive somebody when they step on you. You are praying for me to bless you with millions. Ah, you will climb on top of people. You will say, clear the way. Mary is coming. Mary is coming. So much bitterness and resentment. And you want God to make a way for you. Am I speaking to somebody this morning? Sometimes we are praying the wrong prayer because God sees our hearts. Is your heart right? Do you have the right intention? We say God does not answer prayer. Your intention of asking that prayer is not right. God will not be God if he grants you that thing. But let God be God. Let God be truth and let every man be a lie. Am I speaking to somebody? My time is up. The next embargo is the embargo on marriages. Hear me, men and women, husband and wife. Embargo on marriages. World Artery Church for all nations. What is our vision? To build what? Strong families. To transform what? The nation. By exercising what? Kingdom dominion. Strong families start from marriage. Let me tell you, the enemy recognized that more than us sometimes. So. We are crying to go to the nation. The devil is just saying, hey nation, let me not go up there. If I can just start from marriage, I can stop nations. Because if you don't have a strong marriage, you cannot have a strong family. You can only pretend, you can play it, you can act it. You can come to the public, kiss your husband, kiss your wife many, many times. It is what is inside that will really manifest. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit put this in my mind. I'm going to share it. Hallelujah. I had a ministry in Massachusetts where I was, you know, pastoring. And in those days, me and my husband, we used to have a lot of arguments. Be careful. We'll argue, we'll argue, we'll argue. We didn't know that our children was watching. But when we get to church... You know, hi, honey. Yeah, honey, you want me to get a chair for you? Oh, sweetie. Mwah, mwah, mwah. One day, because after, after church service, we have a habit of having a, a, a refreshment. We'll go to the hall. My daughter, Bukola, maybe she has forgotten. Right in presence of everybody. She said, mommy and daddy, how come when you guys are at home, you always argue and when you come here, what happened? <laughs> Children, they don't care. They will say it. Because it's what, it's what she can see. God taught me a lesson that day. What you don't have, you cannot export. You cannot export it. Because you know what? It will not work. Strong marriage. The Bible says that a wise woman build a home. Women, hear me. Build your home. You are not foolish. Don't, have, don't help the devil tear it down. It is your home. God has given it to you. Build it up. Because when an embargo is placed in marriage, you cannot have a strong family. If you cannot have a strong family, as they always say, you cannot have a, small, you cannot have a strong community. If you don't get the community, you cannot get the county. We are saying we are, we are, we are, we are getting Gwinnett County in 2015. It starts from your marriage. If you want to help this church achieve it, please build your marriage with the help of God, with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the way you can help. If you don't have a strong country, no strong state, no strong state, no strong nation, the enemy is smart. But we will smart him. Because greater is he than is enough that he that come against us. The only wise God dwells inside of us. Let's start from his wisdom. Time is going. How can the enemy place an embargo in your marriage? Number one, by sowing a seed of discord between you and your husband. The thing that you used to celebrate when you are dating, when he does it in your marriage, is as if, ooh, he just stabbed you with a knife. When you were dating, you used to tolerate it. Oh. What happened? Seed of discord. You will quarrel, you will fight. At the end of the day, you're asking yourself, why did I fight with this woman? There's nothing I can't tell you can hold on to. Am I speaking to somebody? At the end of the day, you lie down in the bed. Why did I, why, what, 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 really, what really happened? Let's break it down. Nothing you can hold on to. I asked him to fix the light. He didn't fix it. The dishes was on the table. The dishwasher. She didn't wash it. So that is why. Seed of discord. 
every seed of discord that is planted in the marriage of anyone here. By the power that is in the blood of Jesus, we are protected. We are protected. The Bible says that any plant that has not been planted by my father has to be uprooted. Seed of discord is not planted by God. Therefore, it must be uprooted in the name of Jesus. Because if you don't take care of that seed, it will now grow into lying to one another. It doesn't hurt there. Have you ever heard a saying, you lie, you have to look for another good lie to cover the first lie. When you do the second one, you will have to look for a better lie to cover that good lie. Before you know, you become a professional liar. To the extent that you don't even have to go to training. When they ask you, what time is it? It's 12 o'clock. You said it's 10. You don't even have to. It's just part of you. You will know it's 12 or you will say it's 10. You begin to lie to one another. Pastor Shino gave a word about friendship. He said we have to be what? Open. Be true to one another. It starts in your marriage. Because if you are not true in the area of your account, in the area of God bless people who are married with different accounts. <laughs> Uh, you are praying God, you are hiding, you are praying God, bless me with more money. But you are hiding your money from your husband. You want him to bless you with more so you can hide it. Am I speaking to somebody in the house? God is taking you somewhere, and this is the word that He has for you and me. The seed of discord will not give birth to lying to one another. That intimacy will not be there anymore. And we're dating, there are a lot of things that you used to now. Hmm. Men, please treat your wife very well. Yes. Treat your wife very well. It's part of you. Treat her very well. Because if you don't treat her very well, she's going to have constant headache, constant back pain, constant leg pain, just for you to get away from her. Yes. But when you treat her very well, the pain goes away now. Even if he's there, she doesn't feel it. Am I speaking to somebody today? Put your hands together. Give Jesus a clap offering. Hallelujah. Treat him very well. There is nothing that makes the devil mad when he sees husband and wife in unity. A bond that can never be broken. It makes him mad. If you want to make him mad, go make peace with your husband. Make peace with your wife. Make excuse for her. Even if she not, when she do something, make an excuse for her. Or maybe she did this and because of this, make excuse for her. The Bible says that love covers what? A multitude of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My time is up. Let me quickly move on to the next one. Another area where the enemy will place an embargo. Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. Is the area of your health. Embargo on your health. I don't know about you. Every part of your body is important. Jesus said, I wish above all things. I think it's the book of First John 1.3. I wish above all things that you'll be in good health and that you'll prosper. Even as your soul prosper. You need good health to do what God has called you to do. And the enemy will know that too. There's what we call the spirit of affliction. Spirit of affliction. It's a very dangerous spirit. To stop you, you can place an illness that will lead unto death. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Father Lord, I stand upon your word this morning. You said you came that you might destroy the works of the devil. Father, we stand upon your word. For every man, every woman, every boy, every girl that is hearing this word today. Father, you said no more embargo. You said if your embargo shall be lifted. So, Father, we stand upon your word and we declare and we decree that every evil embargo in the health of anyone here, Papa God, let them be lifted out of their life in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that you were bruised for us, you were injured for us, that the chastisement of our peace was upon you. That by your stripe we are healed. Father, Lord Almighty, let everything that you die for, including our health, divine health, let it be released onto our lives now. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you glory. We give you honor. That sickness that lead to death will not be our portion. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, we cause it from the root right now, Father. My Lord and my God, as this year come to an end, let it mark the end of affliction in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, let it mark the affliction of, 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 of our children, in our children, no matter what the illness may be. That illness that have defied medical solution. That people have prayed and is still a father in the name of Jesus. We stand together as unity as a church. And we uproot that affliction in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you all the adoration. Father, we honor you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to quickly so I can, I can finish up. Another embargo that can be placed is the embargo of your foundation. Embargo on the foundation. Embargo on the foundation. They will see some people will tell you in this family, they don't live up to 45. That embargo shall be lifted in the name of Jesus. That is not be a portion. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 11, verse 3, he said, if the foundation be destroyed, what will the righteous do? You will pray and God will hear. Because it's unto him we pray unto and he hears us. Hallelujah. Foundation about this. You will see some people, they will tell you in their family, they never get married. Uh -uh, that is not your portion in the name of Jesus. Delay in marriage, delay in, 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 in anything you can think of. Everything is just delay, delay, delay. Ah, Father, we cancel every spirit of delay. We release speed now in the name of Jesus. We release speed now in the name of Jesus. We release speed now in the name of Jesus. Embargo on your finances. Embargo on your finances. You will walk, you will walk, you will... At the point of making it, something will just happen. We take all your money. You will walk, you will walk, you will walk. There was a time, but when I get an understanding of this, there was a time I will walk. You will, everybody will soon get their W-2s. And they will tell you, make 70,000. You're asking yourself, where is the money? Am I speaking to somebody or it's just me? Every embargo on the finances of anyone here shall be lifted. It 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 shall be lifted out. It shall be lifted out in the name of Jesus. I'm giving you the foundation because I have two more to go. We need to pray and we need to close. Embargo on finances. The Bible says that we shall lend to many and borrow from none. He said, the blessing of Abraham shall be upon us. Do you know what Abraham possesses? How come we are not experiencing it as children of Abraham? That embargo shall be lifted. I say it shall be lifted. You will, you will walk for two, your reward shall be 20. You will walk for 20, your reward shall be 50. You will walk for 50, your reward shall be in a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. Every embargo shall be lifted. You will borrow to many. You will lend to money and borrow from none. I declare it upon the life of somebody that is getting ready to receive it. I decree it right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Father, we bless you. I want to quickly cover it up. I want to make sure we all look at it. So when you live here and you are praying, you know how to pray. There's also embargo on your prayer life. When you pray, something happens. Don't believe what, sometimes you say, I don't feel it. Honey, you don't have to feel it. The Bible not say that we live by feeling. It says you live by what? By faith. Not by what you see. Embargo place on, on, on your prayer life. That it is when you want to pray. That is when you remember you need to go get some clothes out of the laundry. That devil is a liar. Am I speaking to somebody? You need that to pray. That is when you remember, hey, that soup on the stove, I got to go warm it. Otherwise, it's going to get bad. Or, hey, you know, something will just come and distract your prayers. And back on your prayer. Because he knows that when you kneel down and pray, something is about to be released into your life. And it will do everything to stop it. I remember my sister here, she was telling me about her son when the boy was little. Anytime he wants to pray, that is when the boy will come and be pulling her hair and dragging her up. And Hallelujah. But God is faithful. God wants to take us to another realm of the spirit in our prayer life. He wants to take us there. That when you pray, you see what you are praying for. God is not deaf. 
His hand is not too short to save us. His ear is not too dark to hear us. That fire will spring forth out of our belly. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Father, we thank you. I want everybody to stand up your feet this morning. Just stand up your feet. It's already in the afternoon. If you are blessed, give Jesus a shout. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. As you are looking at me right now, my level has changed. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. All embargoes in my mind, in my marriage, in my, in my finances, upon my destiny helpers, upon my children, upon my health, all embargoes are lifted. Hallelujah.